This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. Okay, Dynasty Podcasts, live from Dynasty HQ. My name is Haima Black. I've been hosting this podcast for 400 years, and I am here tonight with Kari First time on Dynasty Podcast. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. You're having a good year, it looks like. Nice. I'm glad it looks that way, but I, I am also having a, actually having a good year. So. Good, yeah. So the perception matches the reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So thank you for coming up. You know, I've been seeing your name a lot, and, and I always say this on the podcast, and it's always true. It's like when I'm... When I see somebody who hasn't been on the podcast who's been doing great work in Chicago, it's like this this kind of like red flag goes up, and I'm like, why haven't we had this person on yet? So I'm really glad we were able to make this chat happen. Well, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, you know, we always start with, you know, checking in with artists, um, just kind of about their background, their origin before we get to the present day. Like, how did music start for you? How did this begin to happen? Um, I've definitely always been a fan of music. I've always loved music. I think uh, I started taking it seriously in high school when I like just realized that people my age did record their own music and mm-hmm. put it out and didn't feel any feel weird about it. So that's when I started seriously putting it out and like seeing how people felt about it and getting feedback. I, um, I used to record like on Mixcraft, like <laughs> on the laptop in my mm-hmm. bedroom when I was way younger. Me and my cousins had a bunch of songs. And when I was young, my stepfather was a producer, and he like he uh, he just influenced me a lot. Just with his music taste and the stuff he had rappers around us too. He made the beats, so a bunch of like underground dudes from the two thousands, whatever, used to be around me. Shout out, so, shout out, Akbar. That's my dude. Was it ever like crucial conflict or people like that? Like at the house? I mean, no, they weren't at my house. Okay. <laughs> But you said like early two thousands, and I'm just like, that's like. Oh, no, no, no. I guess I should be more specific. Like it wasn't. There was some underground shit. You know? Okay. Yeah. 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 Like, that's cool though. Yeah. So music was like in your life from an early age, and seeing people just, actually create music. Yeah, a little bit here and there. I got to see the recording process at a young age, which was fun. Like when I was like five or six, I, I got to use shout stuff on the mic. You know, <laughs> there was definitely a gray area where that wasn't in my life. But having that early on in my life definitely, definitely mattered. Yeah, I'm sure that that's got to be an influence. I think that that early on support is really crucial. And and did you, you know, you were you mentioned like making music with your cousin. Was the family supportive of that being a thing that you might do? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, when I was making music with my cousin, it was super just for fun, you know. Right. We hit. It was just in the bedroom. They were, they didn't take it seriously. My family, when I started taking it seriously, my family started taking it seriously. How old were you when you started to be like, this might actually be a thing I want to do? Uh, when I was 17. Yeah. 16. 17. I yeah. don't remember. <laughs> it was one of those. But ages. it was in that high school, like that mid-high school, junior, senior level. Yeah, I dropped out after my junior year to make music. I think when I decided I was dropping out of high school, that's when I was like, it's a possibility that I could just make music. That's probably the moment. You know, it's, it's a little deeper than that. I wasn't like, I'm leaving school, but... You know, I thought about it a little bit. Yeah. And you're, what, 21, 22 now? Yeah, I'm 21. So this was not that long ago in the grand scheme of things. 
Yeah, not really in the grand scheme of things. But it probably feels like nothing a is ago. that long ago. Nothing is that long ago on. in the grand scheme of things. There were dinosaurs here not that long ago. Um, that's pretty funny. So, you know, bring us into you know going from like deciding to leave high school to starting up to make a name for yourself in Chicago. Like, how did that transition start to happen? I don't. I can't put a name on it. Yeah. Directly, I think just while while I was still in high school, and the fact that kids who went to other high schools that I never even visited like that or hung out with knew who I was and were calling me Carl. You know, my mm-hmm. name's Kari. Right. You know, but my I used to rap as Carl. And right. People be like, "Are you Carl? Are you Carl?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like I rap." They're like, "Oh yeah, I heard <laughs> you. Like yeah, yeah, I fuck with you, man. You should keep doing what you're doing." Or like blah blah blah. And I was in a group called Supreme Regime, mm-hmm. and you know, we were making music. They were, I, I really liked what they were doing back then, you know. They were one of those first, like one of the first groups of younger people in our generation to put themselves out there. So, like, they were a little older than me. And then they, I started rapping with them, and they helped me, like, get my name out there a little bit. Yeah. And then, so, you know, you're doing that. When does Hurt Everybody come into the picture? Hurt Everybody happened when I was... 17 or 16 going into 17. That's so 17 young. 17 going into, eight, I don't remember. 16 going into 17, I think. <laughs> but like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm older, so I'm just like, man, that sounds so young. Even though like I remember being in high school and like I was active um, in a different way. I was doing radio, so I wasn't a musician, but I was like out there. And I guess that is the age where especially like you're, you're so passionate about music in high school. But at the same time, most high school musicians don't start to get like hype in their own city around their well, project. Honestly, because of what the energy that surrounded all the other young artists. In the well, city, true, yeah. Like they got it cooking. I think for I, I don't I don't know if I can speak for everybody, but when I saw like kids these days yeah. doing that shit, you know, I, when I saw kids these days on Conan, that was that, a moment, man. I remember them yeah. like it was at the Chicago Theater, right? Um, I think so, yeah, yeah, it was, you're right It was at the Chicago Theater and, Yeah, and, it, and was, like, it was such a big moment Yeah, I was just like, cool, like, kids our age can make music and right. on that level They can, like, on make a national music scale and be heard And, like, and then, it's, it's, it wasn't just about, like, seeing them on a the stage Like, I've right. always had dreams of being on a stage But just like that, it was, like, it was something I could, could relate to and connect to And it was, like, you know, accessible and it tasted good. But, yeah. So that was, not, I don't know. And it was, that was from the shot. So I don't know. It was just a lot of good. I'm sure I'm not the only kid that felt inspired by that no, shit. No, 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 no. So like I mean, hella people, this, you know. There's that, a whole wave yeah. that, like, you know, we that, talk about this on this podcast a lot, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's the chance, kids these days moment, and that inspires dude, when, when fucking, Yeah, I was yeah. 16, 7, I was 16 or whatever when Acid Rap dropped. And when that shit dropped, that tilted. That was the, a moment. Yeah, that was a moment. That tilted the creative axis for Chicago, too. Like, well, and I, I've said this a lot on this podcast, but the difference between that and other cultural moments in Chicago, because you have moments where, like, Kanye West came out, and, like, you know, mm. decades before that, there have been all these other musical moments in Chicago, but the mm. difference is when that moment happened, and we're still seeing it happen in real time, but, like, when Acid Rap happened, when 10 Day happened, when Kids These Days played, uh, you know, Conan, stuff like that, the difference is... All the young talent in the city had iPhones and Pro Tools and Fruity Loops and MacBooks and things like that, and they could actually start creating on their own. They didn't have to like 
You know, in a lot of the other cultural moments in Chicago, if you don't own a guitar, basically, you were just like, well, that's nice. That's happening for other people. Mm. And now it's like you can be a creator because we have all these digital hardware and software tools that you can just start activating on your own. Mm. Um, but was it, you know, I guess, like, was it weird for you to be that young and have people start really recognizing hurt everybody the way that they did? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, especially because I used to get high. Like, not on, like, crazy drugs, but I used to smoke weed, you sure. know, and walk around. <laughs> and, like, I would just be chilling, smoking, and then people who I have no idea. Like, you get paranoid when you smoke, you know what I'm saying? Right. You, so you like, and we in Chicago. I don't know these motherfuckers. They walking up like, oh, excuse me, can, can I curse? Yeah. All yeah. right, cool. <laughs> I don't know. You're just chilling, and you don't know people, and they, but they know you. That shit's always weird, no matter where you are. Sure. So it takes a while. It takes, it's a Especially process. if you're young and high. Yeah. <laughs> so like it's it's a process to be like, oh shit, I'm an artist. Like, oh, people are going to if you know, that's what I'm putting myself out there. So True. And so I'm glad that it's like, oh man, I heard this, I like it better than like, you know, shade or something. Well, yeah, that's that's the alternative for sure. And you're a tall guy, so it's like you stand out. People and I had to realize you. that too. I had to I swear I had to realize that. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. No, it's a real thing. Walking <laughs> around and, and like just people looking at you, or, and then you for whatever reason. We're in America. We're in, you never know why someone's like looking at you. Sure, there's a science to it or something. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I guess I get stared at a lot because I look crazy and my hair is crazy and I'm tall. And you're just a tall guy. Like when you walked in here, I was like, oh, okay, shit. I forget. You know? I forget that I'm tall. Someone has to remind me that I'm tall. I'm right. just like a human. Because you live in your body. You're yeah. just like this is just what life is. Yeah. And then I look around a room and I'm like, oh shit, I see everyone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I see everyone's bald spot. <laughs> Damn. Um, so when hurt everybody ends, when that comes to a close, what's your mindset? Are you like, that's it for me for music, or did you always know you were gonna go on and do other things? No, hell no. I was too young to ever even feel that way. Yeah. There's a lot of thoughts around that moment in time, but for the most part, it was just like, you know, building back up, refinding like the joy and just creating, you know, that because that I put so much effort and time into for her, sure into hurt everybody. And then it just imploded one day. So I like, you know, just building, finding I'm still like on that, you know, search for just finding not the, I, I, I realize like, oh, I love making music again. That takes mm -hmm. time. Every artist has to go through that, you know. So when you're when you're passionate about something, that feeling is fleeting and you just got to, like, feel that. But I love music forever, and I've always known that I'm going to... I want to make music forever and create music forever. So nothing like... I've been in groups before that didn't yeah. work out. Yeah. It's just hurt everybody. It was just more visible, so everybody saw that one. Yeah, yeah. and but, like, I even, like, that didn't even bother me. Yeah. It was more so just, like... It, it was a lot of stuff, but... It, I don't know. It, to me, I, I I just had to like enjoy making product again and putting it out and marketing myself. Like it it takes so much energy to market something, market Dude. a product, and we had to like. Yeah. We, I feel like heard everybody had that down. Kind of the brand was fine. I didn't have to try too hard. It was like, right. cool. This is what it is, man. <laughs> now I got to redo that shit. Fuck and redo. Start all over again. Start all over. You know, I don't have you know. We were verified on Twitter. I'm not verified. I'm not verified no more, bro. That's the struggle. Like, I got to rebuild from scratch. We were verified on Twitter. I got to get re-verified, bro. Yeah. But no, no that's, sure. none, that's just not important. But No, but know. it is interesting that, like, it's, let alone the, the art and the passion and the work that goes into making music, and then once that's even done, you're like, 
oh, well, shit, I got to start the marketing side of this now, too. It's like a whole different craft. Absolutely. It's, it's exhausting. And just, like, deciding if you're somebody who even has the energy to deal with that shit. Right. Know? Business is business. And some people are in the music industry and don't care about... Like that. I'm not going to say they don't care about music at all, but, like... But their craft is the, the social media side, or the business side, or the contract side. Yeah, the negotiation. Just, it, yeah, and there's like always, a, there's always something that is, you know, in any industry there is like something that is marketable. There's something that is like textbook or, you know, everyone decides it's marketable, but anything is marketable. You just got to put a place value on it. You That's know? true. You can convince Everybody anyone to buy anything. Had, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, in the present day, you know, you're making art under your own name, under Kari. Bring us into, you know, developing this new project that you recently put out, No Time to Explain. Mm-hmm. Bring us into that. Well, like, where did that idea come from? How long has it been in the works? Like, you know, give us the origin story of this project and, and what went into making it. I think No Time to Explain just encompassed that whole, that encompassed that whole period of time, really, even down to the name. Like, yeah. Not, just, like, not a, lot, not a lot changed about me, my process, for this project, kind of is replicative of, of what I was um, doing before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did it with Mulatto Beats. Mm-hmm. We were making music before Heard Everybody Started. Right. You know, we were in Supreme Regime together. Uh, I did it with this this other dude, Cangelosi. Shout out to him. You know, but the, the whole, like, energy we put into the project was, like, how we went into making all the music we've made before. And I'm definitely going through, like, we all are growing, and it was kind of just, like, putting a cap on that. I feel like this one was, like, a shedding of a lot of just a lot of that time, really, a lot of adolescence we had, Mm -hmm. even down to, like, the creative process and just the the sounds we put into it, you know. Sorry, go ahead. ahead. No, no, it's not good. But we're coming out of that, kind of. We're, like... We're just all growing and evolving in different directions. And I think this project is like something that otherwise one wouldn't have come out. <laughs> like right, right. these sounds would have never been heard had I not put them out. And I do think they embody a spirit of this, like the time that we're kind of leaving or a time that we needed to see put into, you know. It sounds As like there's body. some finality with that. Like, it's providing some closure for, yeah, I mean, for lack of a better word, your, your kind of adolescence. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, 21 is such a, like, turning... I mean, this sounds so obvious to say, but it's such a turning point age where it's like you kind of transition out of being, like, a, you know, late teenager, basically, yeah. to being, like, okay, like, this is this is happening. Like, I'm here. Like, yeah. I'm an adult. And my perspective... You know, has come changed uh, in a, in a lot of ways, and I'm still making music. That's not changing. So right. It's just about like giving, like offering myself and giving people something to you know to understand how I operate and how I move and why I say the stuff I do. And to me, it's kind of like that's I think like that's a part of how I create. Yeah. You know. Now working with Melada Beats, like you said, you've been working with him for forever. What was that like uh, connecting for this particular project? I mean, it just like feels like first nature. The way we create is is based off how we feel, like how we vibe. We have similar tastes and um, similar ideas, and uh, it's really fluid working with him. He knows, like when he he knows a beat that I would want to get on, and what he knows exactly how to like place 
helped me organize myself, I guess. Yeah. Without saying so many words. It's like having a brother. He's really like a brother. You know what I'm saying? That creative shorthand is really important, man. I mean, you know, that's something that's really, like, you can't reproduce that inorganically. Yeah. Like, to connect with somebody that you've worked with for years and that you know how each other operate and then, like, be able to trust their version of what they're telling you and, and how it relates to your art. That's That kind of thing's important, though. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. It helps me reflect. It helps him reflect. It helps us reflect together. Yeah. So the project's out now. When did it come out? Was it... It was earlier this year, right? Mm-hmm. It came out last month, actually. April okay. 7th or something like this that. This year has been... So many years all at once, it's really hard to place time. Yeah. Like, I remember we went from, like, Kanye's back on Twitter to, like, oh, no. (laughs) Like, like, just so much has happened this year. Every day feels like a year, so it's really hard to place when things have happened now. I like it. That's why I like No Time to Explain, because that's kind of, like, that's how I feel like, I feel like that's how time's moving for everyone right now. We all need to reflect on ourselves. And it's hard to find that time. It's so hard to find it. There's almost no time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's almost no time. So it's self-explanatory. Yeah. I feel like... I, f- I don't know. I just feel like we do share... Everyone involved in putting energy into like this, this culture, meaning the artists right. and the product, we share something. And I feel like we're, getting, we're learning how to communicate and learning how to getting closer to what it is we share with each other, what what the what the true common passion is, and like why we are interested in what we're interested in, why we love what we love, and how we're gonna like shape that in the future, how we're gonna, you know, change that, how we change what it is that we are communicating to each other and building, and you know, I feel like, I, f- I feel like that's that's just, it's so weird, but that's what we're uh, that's what all like the shit that all this controversy comes down to. It help, it just helps us communicate better. Yeah, it, it, that's what uh, this project, like even no time to explain, it just helped me communicate my better. It helped me like communicate a lot of my views better. It helps me push me forward to the next step, I guess. Yeah, no, it's that it's that always like you're always developing, always learning. Yeah. Now with this project, you know the fact that you've done, you've had multiple musical ventures in the past, and you've worked with various people. Like, what did those earlier experiences teach you that you knew going into this thing? this project that you might not have known, you know, five years ago, three years ago? Um, <clears throat> like, what kind of mistakes were you able to avoid this time or learning experiences? Marrying ideas, marrying my ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, not afraid, being afraid to let them go and, like, help let, like, watch how they evolve into other ideas and doing that with myself, too, things that I, like, Things that I place on a pedestal, things that I want to being being like hearing a song, hearing something that I said three months ago, I'm like that's such a like, do like <laughs> you know I'm not putting this song out now, you know right like not feeling like you have to put something out just because yeah if and, you don't connect to it now, and that's just one aspect of it, like just yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and again, like you know, since you have you know. You've lived a lot in your time as an artist, it sounds like, and you've had a lot of different experiences. You know, what kind of advice would you give to any younger artists, or maybe not even younger, but like any artists who are looking to get started themselves, or maybe they're already in something, and they're like, you know what, I think I need to change. Don't be afraid to, like, take a shot in the dark. Yeah. Don't be afraid to take risks against 
what even your you know I'm, even what your the, the the closest person to uh, t- to you has to say tells you not to go. I don't know anything. Today, I, my Uber driver was saying his son is 15 and wants to make beats and is like kind of lost and doesn't know if he wants to go to college and stuff like that. And I was like, just tell. Um, he was telling me. I, I was just telling him how like the curriculum. I, I only know CPS, but like when I was in high school, I just felt like the curriculum obviously isn't geared towards everyone. But mm-hmm. I feel like there is a direction and a path that everyone can take, and it's just kind of up to them to you know find that and if you have like if there's really something that you feel like you need to do or if you even get a niche scratch it (laughs) I guess I'm just taking like a really long way a long route to saying that in so many ways but no and then the journey I mean if I'm hearing you right it doesn't have to be academic either it can happen outside of school even if you're young it can be anything yeah absolutely man it can be it can come from anywhere What's on deck for you in 2018 now that the project is out and, you know, the, we're about to hit the summer season, so this is, like, when everything's going on. I'm putting out a project with my friend Green Slime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Green Slime's doing cool stuff in the city. That's my homie. He's the man. Uh, he's someone we got to get on this podcast. Yeah, he's an interesting motherfucker to talk to, too. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go on his show. <laughs> Dude, I would love that. It's, it's, it's this thing where, like... I'm always behind the mic. Well, I mean, you're, I guess you're behind the mic either way, but I, I'm never on the interview side. I'm always interviewing, which is cool. I love mm. doing this, but it's very rare that I get asked to, like, come answer questions, and I love doing that. I don't, I don't get to do it enough. I feel you. Yeah. I don't know how I am with this. I just wing it. And I'm like, no, man, you're doing I, great. I talk in circles a lot and shit. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but we, we got on me and me, me being like, oh, talk to me. Like, put me on here. But, like, for you, what else is coming up for you this year? You're starting to talk about the project with Green Slime. Doing that, I'm alluding towards, like, a debut solo body of work. Mm-hmm. I like my production a lot, so I'm working on, like, a self-produced body of work. I'm actually working on some visual. I'm, I'm writing up a treatment right now with a friend for a couple songs, for a couple singles. Just putting out more content, but that project with Green Slime, alluding towards my project, and just doing way a lot more cool shit. More yeah. content in every in every way I can. So there's stuff coming. Oh yeah, plenty of stuff coming. How can people find your music? Find you on social? Spell your name because okay. you're like me. You got a name that people are going to mess up. Yeah, I've, I've lived that my whole life. So make it easy for people to find you. All right, my name is Kari. My name is Kari. My name is Kari. <laughs> my name is Kari. An easy way to remember it is Iraq spelled backwards. Dude, there you go. That is easy. Iraq spell backwards. You can find me, uh, you can Google me, Kari, musical artist, Kari Chicago. And when you Google me, a lot of religious stuff pops up because my name is of Islamic nature. Oh, okay. But I'm Kari. My name is Kari. You can find me everywhere. I'm on Twitter, Kari, 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 three times, Q-A-R-I, Q-A-R-I, Q-A-R-I. I'm on Instagram, Father Carl underscore. Okay. My name is Kari. Don't forget that. That's easy, man. <laughs> right out. And the project is called No Time to Explain. Yes. Go listen to No Time to Explain. Go watch my music videos on, on the YouTube. On the YouTube, yeah. On the internet. Do your Googles, man. Do you get, that's the that's the quote from this article or from this interview. Do your Googles, uh, Kari. I'm really glad we got to catch up on this interview and, and really like meet each other and and delve into the cool stuff you've been doing, man. Thank you for having me. I don't know why this is so awkward for me. 
I hope I don't look that awkward. No, you sound <laughs> fine, man. I thought you had good answers for everything. All right, thank you. I'm getting yeah. I'm getting used to being interviewed, man. It's, it's something weird about I don't like being the center of attention. Or if I do, is I want it to be when I want to be the center of attention. Sure, <laughs> I don't sure. Just thrown into the spotlight, but I, no, I thought you sounded great, man. I think, I think you got it. So yeah. I'm really glad we start this. Um, we'll talk to you more in the future as you have new things going on, man. But this was fun. You killed it. Thank you so much, man. I dig it, man. Kari, thank you so much, man. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.